Welcome to the Chamber Vibes Podcast with your host, Brittany Timmons, the Greater Guthrie Chamber of Commerce CEO and President. In this podcast, you will hear from local guests who will discuss topics such as leadership, small business, and our vibrant community. You'll also hear success stories and tips from amazing local businesses, dive into important news, meet community leaders, and find out how you can get involved in our community. From the second Banana Media Studios in beautiful and historic downtown Guthrie, America, here is Brittany Timmons. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of Chamber Vibes. It's great to be back in studio. It's, I mean, I won't name names, but uh, there's been a certain important person, part of the show, that's been out of town for a few weeks. So I've not been able to. <laughs> he may or may not be waving in the background here. Um, I haven't had a chance to do an episode, so I'm super excited to be back in studio. So today I have my friend Jeff Cole with Wonderful Spirits on. So how are you doing? Fantastic. Good. Yeah, a nice little walk over here. From, right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Got a nice view of downtown. That's Guthrie. right, right. I know. Can't go wrong here at the mm-hmm. Second Banana Media Studios. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's dive in and just talk all things Wonderful Spirits. So I know you guys have been here for a while in Guthrie, um, but let's just talk about the background and, and what you all do. Yeah, so um, like you said, we've been here for a while. So uh, Wonderful Spirits, formerly Prairie Wolf Spirits, um, we've been here, we opened in 2012, or that's, that's when the building was built, and we opened for business in 2013. Um, Longer than I thought. Yeah, it's yeah, been a minute, yeah. And, and just in terms of, like, downtown Guthrie, it's a, very, it's a blink of an eye, it's a very short amount of time. But for the craft distillery world, uh, 2013, 2012 was actually, it was actually still kind of in its infancy. There was only right. a few hundred distilleries doing what we do nationwide, and, uh, now there's over 2,000. So wow. it's, been, it's, been, it's been a lot of growth in that amount of time, but it's pretty cool to think, you know, Oklahoma's first distillery was also one of the first, you know, very early early shaker and mover in um, the national craft distilling scene at the same time. In the first, you know, capital of Oklahoma. That's right. I yeah, mean, we got a theme going. I know. We yeah. do. We, we do. <laughs> lots, lots of firsts here in Guthrie. Right. Yeah. And uh, let's see. So we, 2013, the, the guys that originally owned it, they were the, the Merritt family. Um, very cool guys. I'm still friends with Hunter. Um, they ended up selling it to the group I work for um, in 20, uh, early 2018, and I was hired in late 2018. And um, we we kind of just picked up the torch, carried on what they were doing, making you know great gin, vodka, and coffee liqueur um, for the next couple of years. And then, of course, 2020 happened. Right. Uh, who could forget COVID? <laughs> and, and, and how did you pivot? I know lots of people know, but there may be some people watching or listening that don't know. Yeah. How you pivoted in 2020. Pivot's just the word. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. Word of 2020, the t- so. pivot is totally the uh, word. I get tired of it, but it is what it is. <laughs> we, so uh, in a, a sort of a incentivized program went nationwide. Um, obviously, a lot of businesses were struggling uh, during that time in the manufacturing business uh, industry. Uh, everybody basically shut down because their workers had to go home and all that. Um, but uh, while that was happening, the, um, what is it, the Department of um, Health and Human Services Nationwide, they uh, put out a sort of an all-points bulletin to all distilleries that said, hey, you can convert your business over to a temporary um, FDA-approved um, facility to make hand sanitizer for the relief effort. Um, so it's a long, it's a lot of history that goes back to, like, uh, distilleries being tapped by the federal government, like, since World War II even, because ethanol is a, uh, it's a multi-use product. Um, and 
So they were basically going off of this blueprint from World War II to uh, allow distilleries to make raw materials for a relief effort. Um, so we were able to pivot really quickly. Um, we took advantage of a chemist that we, we had working for us at the time, um, and we put it together a hand sanitizer recipe very quickly um, and got um, pushed through FDA again very quickly. Right. Teamed up with a bottling plant in Oklahoma City and um, a, a, uh, another team, let's see, another group of folks that were helping us to label bottles. So there was basically three companies all in on this, and we were able to supply basically the whole United States um, uh, Census Bureau with with uh, that was going on. That was Census right. was going on at that time, um, just because our our um, we were very good at it. We just we had gotten really good at it really quickly. It yeah. was a very a very cool thing. I mean, it was like eighty folks that came together to make it happen. So wow. um, once that was over, um, obviously that that was kind of uh, that was fruitful for us, and so we were able to reinvest that money back into the business. Uh, hire some more employees, um, turn our model from, you know, just being a Prairie Wolf distillery into this sort of house of brands. So we that's when we created Wonderfolk. Um, we brought on Derek Duty, who's our GM and head of uh, sales and marketing. And he sort of took over um, how we were getting into the market, um, saw a lot of our weaknesses, and um, really did a great job of turning our company into something that we could not only go statewide with, but uh, regional. So now we're in um, Missouri, Kansas, uh, Arkansas, and Nebraska, as well as Oklahoma, Very and cool. only kind of growing from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and our growth has been, you know, it's been great. We've been doing really well with uh, the same old Moses Whiskey brands and the Garden Club, um, which is another, or Garden Society now, I should say, which is basically an, uh, another clear spirits line. So it's another gin, a flavored vodka, another vodka, uh, but just a little higher, uh, higher end. Um, so those those two products, Wonderfolk, Same Old Moses, and Garden Club, were really created in late 2020, early 2021. Um, so that's a pretty young product. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we also have, of course, the tasting room now. Our, our building was originally 2,000 square foot. Now we're over 25,000 square feet um, just here in downtown Guthrie. So um, it's been pretty monumental expansion really quickly in the last, you know, like I said, two, two to three years. Right. So, yeah. And so you're still just... Dis- like you said, you're still distilling. That's hard to say. Still, <laughs> still distilling. distilling. Yeah. Uh, Prairie Prairie Wolf. Yeah, so people so we, can still get Prairie Wolf. If you loved Prairie Wolf, you can still get Prairie Wolf. Very, yeah. So yeah. one of my it didn't favorite, go away. Did Prairie Wolf did not okay. go away. As a matter of fact, we doubled down on that brand. Okay. Um, we wanted it to be actually. We had a lot of cries from the the local marketplace, local uh, local um, cocktail bars, uh, restaurants that were saying they wanted a local locally made product that would fit into something they could uh with with the right kind of guidance fit into their cocktail program at a really good price point and make money for them obviously it makes money for us because we sell it too and so we go in uh with them with these sort of like traditional style spirits to make cocktails that are traditional but with locally owned locally locally sourced spirits Mm -hmm. um and they're very like Again, I, I keep using this word, but it's very traditional. So we took the recipe that existed, retooled it a little bit, doubled down on the London dry style of gin to make something that you know a bartender could put in as well and say, like, okay, we're not going to use, you know, insert big uh, English style gin here. We can use something made in Guthrie. Um, we didn't. We ended up doing such a good job with that. We submitted it to competitions just this year. This right? is our second year to submit to competition. Uh, but this is our first year to go with Prairie Wolf. And so we submitted it to several award, um, uh, what do you want to, judgment panels around the, around the country, 
and we got uh, a lot of really good responses. As a matter of fact, the Ascot Awards based out of um, Louisville, Kentucky. So if like you know who uh, Fred, um, why am I forgetting his name? He's an Oklahoman, uh, just like a bourbon reviewer. He owns he owns a company called uh, the Ascot Awards. So we actually won the highest honor you can win for awesome. a dry gin. It was double platinum there this year. So, um, and it, it's a bit, it's a very affordable product too. Right. So, you know, Prairie Wolf is definitely still here. It's definitely making waves in terms of like like uh, how we're perceived from our other like our uh, other distilleries around the country and yeah. the judges, judges as, as well. I've actually been able to convert a few people that were drinking another brand of gin, <laughs> yeah. which will remain unnamed, <laughs> um, and now only do Prairie Wolf or Wonderfolk. Yeah, they love so, that too. so the garden, the garden, the garden society, yeah. the garden society, and the prairie wolf gender, mm-hmm. they are as good. And uh, you know, I'm a gin guy. I'm, I'm a, I have a lot of experience in bartending, and I'm, I'm obviously biased. But, <laughs> but obviously. these are these are products that are as good as as any gin you can buy. And you think like, oh, it's made in Oklahoma, so maybe it's like subpar. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, it's not. It's, it's not. <laughs> we we actually hired a really great consultant company. I've got several master distillers from around the world that I am able to. I'm able to speak with on a daily basis. There you go. Got um, it on the screen. There we right go. Yeah, there. so that's the Garden, yeah, that's the garden, that's the garden Society. Society. So it used yeah. to be Garden Club. Now it's right. rebranded garden, garden Society now. I like that. And where did that name come from? Um, so Garden Society or Club or both? Both. Okay, so Garden Club, if you you live here in Guthrie, you're driving into town, you can see the sign when you come in. It says, Welcome to Guthrie, a Garden Club City. Yes. Um, so we just wanted to uh, dive into that because, you know, right up the street over here, you've got the apothecary garden. Yes. If you've ever made your way through there, a lot of those botanicals in there, they are botanicals that we could potentially use to make gin. So those are medicinal plants. Um, the medicinal plants is, that's like the whole uh, inspiration for what why gin became gin. Alcohol was looked at as a medicine of its time. And they figure, you know, you're gonna you're gonna put one medicine. You might as well be able to throw in the oils from these other medicines. And all of a sudden, you've got this cure-all tonic. Um, <laughs> oh, and there's tonic, tonic water, right. right? So gin and tonic, you can put those two together. Right. And then you squeeze some lime in. Vitamin C uh, deficiency is scurvy. So you literally right. are fighting malaria and whatever juniper <laughs> can cure and scurvy all at the same time in one drink. Wow. Oh, and we're we're having a good time. And we're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. So so that that whole long story short, the Garden Club really. Was because we felt it was natural fit with, with the history. cities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Only own history, and um, who knows? One day we'll maybe we'll start our own, you know, garden club. So there you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I like that. And so since we're kind of talking about where some of the names came from, um, let's talk about Samuel Moses. Yeah, talk about the story of that because I just think if you don't know this story, it's it's really cool. Yeah. So, so same old Moses. If you, if you're from here, maybe you walked by the sign. It's just over on Harrison uh, and west of Division. Um, same old Moses was the first saloon in Oklahoma Territory, first kind of liquor store as well. Um, we are obviously this theme of, of firsts. Um, we found a lot of inspiration from Moses' story. Um, if you want me to go into his story, I can certainly do that. Just um, briefly, briefly about how, like, yeah. why, where he got his nickname from. Yeah, yeah. So this guy was an entrepreneur extraordinaire. He was international. The guy, he, moved, he was an Orthodox Jewish um, Hungarian-born man who moved here through Ellis Island. So a lot of bravery in, in that respect. Right. 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 So then he he's, becomes a part of Westward Expansion, moves to Kansas City, opens up a store as a grocer, and then at the same time, he uh, obviously notices we have the land rush that's about to happen. So he jumps on that, moves to Guthrie. He immediately sees a market, a gap in supply chain. To, he wants There's folks that want whiskey here. Though. This, is, <laughs> this, is, this is a very dry area during that time. 
So he opens up shop as the first liquor store here, really with no business plan to, to do that. It was just a need that he saw. There you go. Anyways, There's a history right there online. Yeah, yeah. So he just, there you go. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he just telegraphs back up to Wichita, Kansas, that he needs, you know, whiskey sent down with the next shipment of bananas. You know, that's what he was selling. And they telegraph back, same old noses. And, and he, he's like, oh, that's catchy. Right. <laughs> and that names his bar, same old Moses, right? So um, we, we thought we would pick up the torch for him because there hasn't been a lot to, to you know, give him uh, any sort of homage since, uh, mm-hmm. since the beginning of statehood, 1907. So, um, yeah, we gave him his name or his day in the sun again. You know, it's awesome, with, with and again brain. tying into Guthrie, which is where you where you are. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, cool. we're, we're very proud of Guthrie in Oklahoma. We so. love that. We love that you came in and then immediately just uh, ran with the history and um, embraced our history here in Guthrie because it's really important. I talk about a lot about that on the show. Um, you know, people move here because of our beautiful architecture mm-hmm. and our history, um, and it's important that we keep it alive. But we also are forward thinking, you yeah. know, and and move forward. Preserving old but with new. So you guys are doing a great job of that for sure. Thank it's really you. really cool. Yeah, I mean, we, we love history. I mean, we're all through the three of us guys that work in the office here, we're, we have pictures of old, old pictures of Guthrie everywhere in our office. And now if you go to our tasting room, all of the black and white photos you'll see in there, they're just black and white because they were taken from around the period of, you know, territorial Oklahoma, early statehood. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just grabbed them from the Territorial Museum. You know, Love that. We try to support right here, these guys block here. away. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Okay, so let's talk about what was Mac and Ike's. Sure. You know, um, Mac and Ike's was here. We'll talk about wh- what that was mm-hmm. and then what it is now. Because I know there was some change recently and people were worried that things were closing, but it, it all is for the good. So yeah, yeah. Talk so, a little bit about that. Yeah, just real quickly, um, Oklahoma's laws have been prohibitive of alcohol for a very long time, and right now we're sort of in this warp speed of changing legislation. Um, in 2012, when we opened the very first distillery here, it, you know there was an incentive, incentivized uh, tax or uh, or fee sort of like um, discount to get distilleries to open, but because there had never been one open, there just wasn't even a process to do. It was very difficult and, and costly. That's why it had never been done. And uh, so we had to have some legislation sort of changed at that time. And then in, in 2014, you know, breweries, really, that's when they took off in Oklahoma because mm-hmm. tap rooms were able to be open. Mm-hmm. Tap rooms are very important uh, to, to anybody that produces alcohol. Um, and then in uh, 2018, we had the big four-tier repeal where they, re- they went from a four-tier uh, distribution system down to a three tier, and that's what allowed us to also have cold beer in grocery store, uh, strong beer in uh, grocery store, and then cold, obviously in like liquor stores. Liquor stores can now carry things that are not that don't have alcohol, like tools and glassware, and limes. And limes. That's important. That's huge. You can grab your limes right? now. One stop shop. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, and and so that's that was big for us. So before t- before this, you know, ten years ago, this was a it was a tough market, and so. We still look at it like, you know, Oklahoma is a very hard place to do business if you're in alcohol sales, but there's a little lot of changes. Well, the next change for us came in 2021 when distilleries were made legal. It was legal. It was Ill- Before this, it was illegal for us to have a visitor in our distillery. We could not sell directly to the public. We couldn't do tours. We couldn't do sampling. And so what, what happened in 2021 is um, we did all that COVID relief, right? Right. And so we had the ear of the governor at the time. And so he, he basically signed an executive order that said uh, distilleries can now serve, not only serve alcohol to folks, 
but have a tasting room and be able to do tours. It basically, it, it even the playing field for us and every other distillery in the country. Now that happened in 2021. Well, what also happened in 2021 is we had just built a tasting room and got tenants to come into our tasting room so they could own a bar and basically like, you know, be a place where we can have folks come and try our stuff, but we didn't own it. So that was Mac and Ice. That was Mac and Ice. Okay. Um, so that happened right before that the governor signed, uh, signed that law. So um, we had to honor the we had to honor the lease that we had with them. And once the lease was over, we wanted to take our space back and really be able to tell our story. Um, obviously, there's sales advantages because we can now sell our product directly to the public. And um, uh, there's other things that come along with that. There's just pos- net positives for the business. So it makes sense for us as a business. It allows us to make more money, allows us to be here, spend more money in the town, yada, yada. Um, so Mac and Ike's became the wonder in just back, what, two, three, three months ago, two right. months ago? very fresh. Um, uh, right around 89ers. Right around 89ers. Yeah, 89ers. That was, yeah. that was like the that first. That was our soft opening. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there it is, wander in. <laughs> and that's, and yeah. it just fits because people can wander in. You can just wander in. in. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. it's we get a lot of uh, a lot of punny jokes all That's right. Day we long. like the punny jokes. I'm not jokes. even tired of it yet. Uh, okay. I, I... <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. So yeah. you can come in the only real difference and I don't think it's a negative is that the way the way that we serve our cocktails. Mm-hmm. So you come in, the spirit is on the side, and while you're enjoying the spirit like you know, getting a nose or looking at it or or tasting it by itself, we're building the cocktail without alcohol, setting it down with the spirit, and then you can take the spirit and add it to the drink at your leisure. Most folks, as a matter of fact, I don't think I've had but one interaction where people thought that it was a bad thing. Everybody actually really thinks it's cool. It's different. So. Right. I thought it was different when I heard about it. I yeah. was like, wait, and, and there's a reason for that. Yes. Do you so, want to explain what yeah, the reason is? The reason that? is okay. we are technically not a mixed beverage establishment, which that's got two edges on it. So we're no, we're not, we don't have a mixed beverage permit, so we cannot mix liquor with any any other non-alcoholic substances. We are allowed to serve the two alongside each other, and the guest can mix the drink because you know they're doing it. I'm not doing it. Right. The government's okay with it. That yep. we we actually just had legislation passed to make that that okay because that was we negotiated. We wanted to be able to do the mixed beverage thing. We, we got pushback from legislation. Uh, legislators, and then we just found a middle ground, and this is the middle ground that we found. Very I mean, cool. I, we spent time down at the Capitol pulling for votes for this a lot of time, um, and not every other distillery in the state that was interested in it was with us, right alongside of us. Um, so this is a cool thing. This is something that we're able to do because work we did. Um, what I, what what I like about it, the other edge to this is we don't have a mixed beverage permit. That means if you come into our establishment and have your own mixed drink where you mix it. You don't have to pay the mixed beverage tax, which is okay. a statewide excise tax of 13.5%, mm-hmm. which is on top of your sales county city tax. So, right, which is what you're paying anywhere you go or uh, most other places when you go order a mixed drink. You can't get away right. from you can't right. get away from either one of those if you're right. getting a mixed drink. So 9 9% here in Guthrie, 13 and a half, you know, statewide for the mixed beverage tax, that's 22.5%. You might not notice it on your on your bill. It's there. Right. <laughs> Somebody's paying that tax. Yeah. So that's the one cool thing about us. That is cool. Uh, the other thing is you can come right in and order or buy a bottle right from the bartender there. So you're able to get a retail b- uh, bottle, same price that you'd buy it at a liquor store. We don't mm-hmm. want to compete with our liquor store friends. Right. Um, but uh, we'll also do limited releases that are tasting room only. Um, and then, of course, our the people that are serving you the drinks, they're experts on what they're serving you. So... 
That's it. Tours, I think it's cool. Experts. Like I said, I, I was a little bit like, what? You know, yeah. just thinking that was different. And then when I went, I was like, it's a whole experience. Like, yeah. you get your spirit in the branded glass, which mm-hmm. is cool. And then, like you said, you can kind of mix it to your to your leisure. Yeah. Like, or sip it by itself. I mean, however it, you want to do it. You do it one time, yeah. and you're like, oh, this is different. The next time, you don't even think about right. it. Right. And, and now we've got regulars that come in. I mean, we have a great group of, great group of folks that come in mm-hmm. often, not too often. And uh, they <laughs> don't want to call anybody yeah. out here, <laughs> <laughs> but they they they're right they're they're with it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so you just got to come in, understand it. And once you get it, it's it's like oh okay, yeah. Well, you know, it's better than nothing, right? <laughs> no, I think that's cool. And you know, talking about uh, regulars or visitors, um, a big part of what you do is tourism here yes. in Guthrie. Yeah. So let's talk about how you bring people in and um, kind of you know the tour side of things and mm-hmm. the partnership now you have like. I know here at the chamber, but tell them yes. about kind of uh, some of the ways you've been welcoming visitors to Guthrie. So we, um, I, I will say, I'm going to give Derek credit here again, our sales and marketing director. So uh, before Derek worked with us, he worked for a brewery in Oklahoma City. Um, and they have, breweries tend to have large parking lots. you got to be able to get semis in around those places. Um, so they, there is an app that was created that was sort of an agritourism-based app called Harvest Hosts. Um, Harvest Host is basically an app that connects RV travelers, folks that have like Class A, Class B, bumper pool, or gooseneck sort of trailers traveling across tr- country that want a place to stay that, that's plugged into the agri- agritourism industry. So breweries, agricultural product, mm-hmm. distilleries, distilleries are two wineries also. Like if you have a cantaloupe farm, I mean you can have people come. Right. Well, we have we have a few chamber investors that are on the Oklahoma agritourism list. Okay, there we have you Dunnigan go. Farms and Lady Lane Flower Farm. So those are exact perfect yeah. examples of folks that could be harvest hosts themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, though, breweries and distilleries, because of the nature of what we do, are just tend they tend to have a little bit more visitors. Folks are just more interested in well, staying sure. where they yeah. can have a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so we being a distillery and being outside of Oklahoma City. Folks that are coming uh, south on 35 or going north, you're outside of the city. And so this is the perfect sort of area for somebody to pull off. Uh, They're comfortable in these big rigs. Um, What we do is we offer them a free place to park uh, their RV. And, you know, the the agreement is that they come in, spend some money with us, walk around town, you know, give us, give everybody a fair shot, really. And then they'll stay the night wherever they park. And originally we were having folks, um, and we still might, but there's the the two public parking lots, which are here on Oklahoma Avenue, or there's one on um, Harrison. Mm-hmm. So they would park in one of those lots. Um, it would only be one rig per night most of the time. And they are, they're in after hour, after business hours. They come and have a drink, walk around town, go to sleep, wake up early the next morning, and they're out of town. Um, and that was okay, except folks were boondocking. Um, and boondocking just means, if you're not familiar with being in an RV business mm-hmm. or, or, or a camper, uh, that means no power, no water. Um, if you have any power, it's generator. So a lot of yeah. folks don't have those. And so what we have done now is teamed up with the city of Guthrie. Um, you have, we, I'm sure everyone knows, if, you, if you're watching this, you, you're plugged <laughs> in. Uh, you've got that huge area over there. It must be 50 acres, which is the Cottonwood Flats. And there's so many places to plug in. And if you pay $20 a night to the city of Guthrie, that you can park there and use the power. Well, we collect or we, we collect these folks as the harvest host guests. We channel them or funnel them over there. We, we take them. We explain the city, give them a little packet that we pick up from the chamber. Yes. <laughs> and uh, they park there for the night, and we pay the $20 on their behalf. Um, they spend money with us, and 
more often than not, we hope I'd they're say, spending money everywhere. I was going to say they're yeah. spending money everywhere. They right. want to go over to the you know the chocolate place. They want to go to the licorice man. Yeah. You know they're getting dinner at one of these restaurants. They always ask where to eat. So, um, so you become this referral base that you're just sharing the love, absolutely. which we love. Absolutely, and you know we're we're getting more and more folks. We, right last week we, or last month we had 12, uh, 12 guests come through, twelve individual campers. And I don't know how many people come on each one. Two two people, so probably like twenty five people came. Mm-hmm. And this month we're we're at thirteen, and the months we're we're on the twenty third now. Yeah. So we're going to have more this month than we had last month because That's of that. Awesome. We are we're able to hook people up with power. It's getting into the summer months. It's hot. Yeah. Nobody wants to sleep in the hot no. camper. So from a camper girl herself. Yeah. yeah no. So this is <laughs> this has been something great. Obviously, it works out for us. It works out for the city because the city gets their money, the, yeah. everything that they want. Um, and then I'm. You know, I, I'm assuming that it's working out for businesses here, too. So love that. We always win, say win. community wins, and that's, that's yeah. how, right there. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Well, we love that. I mean, you guys have a, you guys are one of our diamond investors um, mm-hmm. with the Chamber, and we appreciate your support and partnership, and we want to do more and more <laughs> together um, and continue to help you guys blow this up. And um, I just think you're doing so much good here and providing some fun and, and something unique and in our great town, so thank you, yeah, thank you, yeah. If anybody has any ideas for us to tell these people to do uh, what what they want to do, also yeah. on the Harvest Host, let us know. But, yeah, uh, but we we do we appreciate the chamber very much. Uh, like I said, I come down there all the time for those little packets. I know, I love it. So, chamber investors, if you're yeah. listening or watching, bring us your things because they get shared. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we, passed we, around. We put so. a little bag, and it has yeah. every, everybody in there. Map right? of Guthrie from tourism. Yep. So yeah, we totally. love that. Very cool. Well, is there anything else you want to add? How, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Social? You can get a hold of us on, <laughs> on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, we even have a LinkedIn page if you're into LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Wonderful Spirits um, or WF Spirits, if you want to get a hold There's, of me personally. There it all is. They have a TikTok. Oh, yeah. Get up on that web page. Yeah. Yes. Or, yeah, Facebook, yeah, yeah. website, all the things. Um, I will say really quick, I want to talk about the Spirits Locator. So, funny story. I don't know if I've told you this story. Um, I was in Bartlesville for a chamber conference uh-huh. last fall, and I they were doing an auction, and I wanted to bring something from Guthrie, and I left my Wanderfolk spirits at the office. Okay. So I got on the website because it was in the evening time, and anyway, your business hours are closed, and got on the website, went to Store Locator, looked up Bartlesville, found a, a liquor store in Bartlesville right there, there it is, yeah. that sold Wanderfolk yes. spirits. And got what I needed. No, you haven't right, told me this story. Right this there. And so I got to share Guthrie front in Bartlesville, and it was super cool. You, and I supported a local liquor store there in Bartlesville, but also you guys. I So I so. love that story. This is something that I have actually done myself because I'll be out of Where do we sell? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I forgot a bottle. And, I know. I did yeah. that exact thing. So now, I mean, I'm going to try to remember what I say I'm going to bring, but I didn't let down my chamber friends because I was still able to bring them some Guthrie right. from Bartlesville. Yeah, you just tell them, so, I, did, I dragged this all the way here. I know. From Guthrie. Yeah, yeah, it was, well, and there was a few of my other chamber friends with me from surrounding communities, and they were like, where are we, what wild goose chase are we going on? And I'm like, we are determined to find, because I knew there had to be somewhere in Bartlesville that sold it, right. and there you go. So you guys are, I mean, covering the map for we sure. We try. Yeah, we've got three, sure. sales, three sales folks dedicated just to Oklahoma on top of Derek, and then we've got, you know, a guy in Arkansas, Kansas, and now a new one in Missouri and, and, and Nebraska. Which is yeah, super cool. So awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, keep on doing what you're doing. Um, I know you have a new still coming. We didn't even get to talk about that, but right? Uh, or is it yes, here? Yes. So it's actually it's being shipped right now from Canada, a little town called Sanditon, which is just across the uh, bay from Seattle. And 
exciting. Yes, they loaded it up today. I know how excited you are. It's going to be here next week. <laughs> You're the master distiller. If you, if you come through, you'll see it. There's a lot of concrete dust and stuff everywhere because we're demoing to make room for everything. And uh, Super it's cool. It's very exciting. Yeah. Yes. And if you um, – our Leadership Guthrie class has been able to go through um, the distillery as well. But if you have not taken a tour, don't be embarrassed to say, oh, I've lived in Guthrie for X amount of years and I haven't been in. Just – Book a tour and go. Go check it out while we have right here um, in our community because it's super cool. So, Thank all right. You. And what are the hours for Wander In? Let's talk about that and then we'll. Yes. So, uh, the, the, the distillery hours, because we are open in the distillery too. We're there Monday through, we're there Monday through Friday, uh, 8 30, 9 o'clock in the morning until about 5 p.m. Okay. And that's every week. If you come through and the, and the tasting room's closed because it's mostly an evening operation, just come around to the distillery and grab one of us. Okay. We'll walk you over to the tasting room and we'll do it up. Awesome. I'm happy to And do I that. can vouch for that. They really yeah. <laughs> do. They really do. Bring your friends and go have a, t- a private tasting. It's right. awesome. And then, and then the, the Wanderin's hours uh, on uh, Monday and Tuesday were closed for right now. Um, Wednesday and Thursday we open at 2 p.m. and we close at 10 p.m. We never close early. That's 2 to 10. Okay. Um, and then Friday and Saturday we open at noon. Also on Sunday we open at noon. Um, but Friday and Saturday, we stay open until midnight. Okay. And Sunday, we're there until about 6 p.m. And so we're covered seven days a week, whether it's the distillery or the Wander Inn, you know, which way you're, whichever way you slice it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, always check both doors. Yes. And big part of uh, Red Brick Nights, which the next one is coming up uh, next weekend, July 1st. So they're open. They're, you can go over and get your, your spirits um, for Red Brick Nights and enjoy the awesome show uh, coming up from Fireworks to Poppin'. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, Red Brick Nights is always great. I mean, that group does an amazing job. Uh, but July is kind of our, you know, the bread and butter. Yeah. Um, and so huge show, great music, awesome food trucks, vendors, and, of course, the Wander Inn. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I think we're going to have some bomb pops this year. Okay, that's yeah. fun. We have to do that, right? You the have kids. to do a bomb pop. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that's one thing I should add. Obviously, we're we only sell alcohol to people that are twenty one. That's good. Okay? I'm glad we're. That's the law. Glad we're right, doing folks? that. <laughs> but we we are a family friendly okay. uh, area. So if you do have kids and you want to stop in, you can wander in. You can wander with into the wander in. Yeah, it's, okay. It's all ages in there because it's manufacturing. It's. Okay. And they have, yeah. If you that want, is good to know. If we wanted to, we could do kindergarten tours. I mean, noted. We're <laughs> kindergarten <laughs> probably tour. won't do that. Okay, but, we yeah. won't tell Doctor Simpson that we're partnering with the schools. No. Right. Right. Anyway, but but yeah. no. If you if you're with your kids and you're afraid that you can't commit, don't okay. worry about it. Come on in. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool that the law allows that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, friend, for all that you're doing. You're killing it. You guys are awesome and. Um, we love having you here in Guthrie. And, of course, if there's anything that we can do, let us know. All right. Thanks for being my guest on Thank today. Thank you for having me. This Hopefully so cool. you all learned something. And uh, be sure to check out uh, Wanderfolk. And we will see you next time for another episode of Chamber Vibes. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Chamber Vibes podcast from Second Banana Media Studios in beautiful downtown Guthrie, America. Be sure and check out a new episode every other Monday. And until then, remember to choose Guthrie.